Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to KSL News Radio. I'm Jason Perry. So glad to be with you. I'm with the Hinkley Institute of Politics. My co-host today. I'm Morgan Lancotti. I'm also with the Hinkley Institute. And we want to hear from you. If you have comments, please text us on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Please do if you have something to, to say or some comment, particularly some stories. We already talked about this uh, in our final segment, just something very important at this time of year as we start talking about mental health, you know, this is a, a time when, when, you know, a lot of people are celebrating. It's also a time when some people are really having uh, a hard time. It's time for us to try to help where we can. And we've asked uh, Representative Steve Ellison, a state representative, uh, to come talk with us today because this is really uh, an issue that he has taken on as a legislator uh, and he's been committed to for so long. And I want to talk about that for a minute. Representative Ellison, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Great to be with you, Jason. Morgan? Well, you've just done so much good and helped provide so many resources in the state. Uh, Take a moment to to explain to us some of the resources who are available uh, for some of the mental health resources for people uh, this time of year, but any other time, whether you're an adult or you are a a youth in the state. Yes, thank you. You know, Utah is a really great state to live in in terms of um, access to crisis services. Um, <clears throat> if somebody um, feels like they, they need someone to talk to, there's always somebody there. So for youth, uh, one of our best options is the Safe UT app, which is, can be downloaded for free. That allows a young person, um, you know, all the way through college years to um, 24-7 or 365 speak with a a licensed clinical social worker. They can do it right within the the app, kind of you know through a texting uh, feature. And uh, we've had a lot of students that have uh, used this over the past few years with great success. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and it's free. So, if any uh, young person um, is needing somebody to talk to, uh, feeling like life's not worth living, we'd strongly encourage them to download and to use the the Safe UT app. Uh, for for other people, uh, the this was just recently uh, launched with a new phone number is the statewide warm line, and I'm I'm going to say that number a couple times just so uh, uh, p- people can catch it. It's one eight three three speak ut. So it's eight three three speak ut. And the warm line is for somebody who's maybe just having a hard time. They're not in crisis uh, per se, uh, maybe not suicidal, but they're 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 lonely. They're uh, feel like maybe their mental health is going um, kind of going in the wrong direction. Uh, they can always call the the warm line and uh, speak with somebody there who's trained. A lot of the times they are somebody who's you know been through similar hard times and. Uh, can can really empathize with them. Uh, for somebody who's um, you know feeling feeling maybe suicidal, feeling like they're in the middle of a mental health crisis, calling the statewide crisis line is available you know 24/7, 365. 
and that number is 1-800-273-TALK. Again, 1-800-273-TALK, and TALK is 8255. And again, caring individuals, uh, all of these resources are free, confidential, and readily available. And, you know, if somebody calls a crisis line and they're not able to uh, help resolve their, their issue, uh, they can send out a mobile crisis outreach team, which is it's kind of like a mental health ambulance, but no you know, flashing light or uniforms. And, uh, again, a licensed individual that will come to their, their, their home or wherever they're at at no cost and uh, see how they can best help them and get them into a, a, a better spot from a, a mental health perspective. So those are those are some of the resources that are available. Representative, we so I know you you follow these numbers so closely, and we saw some encouraging news this week that we've actually seen a decline in suicides here in our state. Can you give us an update on those numbers and on what you're seeing? Yes, yeah, certainly. So yesterday, the CDC uh, released data nationwide from 2019. There's always kind of about a year lag. And for the first time in two decades, so since 1999, uh, nationally, we finally saw a decrease in uh, the suicide rate, which is uh, something to be excited about. But we, we know we still have a lot of ground to, to cover and you know a lot of work to do still, but uh, we're, we'll take that as a win. Uh, good news for Utah is that in 2018, we saw a decline in our rate. In 2019, uh, Utah had a decline in our rate. And in 2020, despite all that we've been through, uh, once the year's finished, we, we don't expect our, our numbers are going to be up this year over last year. So we know that if you know, we're willing to talk about this, people are willing to reach out for help, they're not afraid to talk about this issue, that, that we, can, we can do something about this. And um, one other resource that I, I, I didn't mention was a website. It's uh, real simple. It's liveonutah.org. Again, liveonutah.org. And that has uh, these resources that I've talked about that are listed there as well as a lot of other great resources. So it's an issue we just got to keep talking about and, uh, and working on, but there's, there's hope and we, we're making progress. Well, what you just talked, what you just said is just so right, in my opinion. It's important that we learn to talk about this. It's one of those things that you just have to have in the open. You have to have it in a position where people are willing to talk about it to some extent because so many people are, are going through this uh, all alone, not realizing there's so many resources available in ways that we can help. Uh, when you start looking for this next legislative session, and I know you're an expert on this. I've had a chance to see you engaged with your your counterparts there, but also in our community. What do you see coming uh, legislatively uh, to help in this area? Uh, yeah, I think that um, I mean, there's there's a, a lot of kind of uh, nuanced things that um, maybe aren't as big as some of the moves we've made in the last session, but um, I think that we'll be looking uh, more closely at uh, adolescent and, and children's mental health, a new report just came out from the uh, the Gardner Policy Institute regarding that and uh, what things that we, we can do as a state to uh, better address some of those unmet needs for children that have experienced trauma, how we can prevent it, um, and how we can help uh, you know, children and, and adults that have experienced uh, 
some of those negative things that can be a real precursor for for mental illness. I think we'll continue to look at how we uh, create more access for people to get help uh, from for, for a mental health issue. Uh, continue to promote uh, help-seeking activities, um, and fl- such as calling a crisis number or, uh, you know, just being willing to go see a healthcare provider to talk about uh, an issue if uh, if you have uh, you know a challenge going on there, and um, you know, so I think those will be some some of the issues that we'll be uh, looking at. So I loved what you said that it's important to talk about these things, and we want to sort of end this on. A more light-hearted note. So I want to hear. I'm going to ask both you, Representative, and you, Director Perry. Oh, I'm going to get a question yeah. on this. What are you doing to stay happy and healthy during the holiday season, Jason? Oh, I'm you going start. first. Okay, thank you, because you're going to do this also, right? Sure. Because we should know. What are we doing? Yeah. I'll tell you what's helping for me is running. Yep. I knew you'd say that. Yes, because you know, and I by myself mostly there, but it's just important for that part of my life to get to get running every day. So that's how I'm doing it. How about you? For me, so running is a big part of it, and um, I, I'm going to have to indulge in a few treats. I just know that it's, it sounds like a silly thing, but for my mental health, I, I just love I love feeling like I can have that indulgence, and it's uh, it's just a fun little thing, hiking, running, and sweets. Okay, good combo. I don't know. Maybe it's lame. What about you, Representative? Uh, thank you. You know, I find uh, helping others is always a big help to myself. And... Okay, he, oh, he goes for the helping others. Okay, we sh- All right. made us look bad. Okay, running and well, well uh, no, I, I and it's because I I used to run more than I am now. So you all kind of made me feel guilty because I'm not doing that component. But uh, <laughs> of course, getting out skiing and uh, into the, the outdoors as much as possible is always a a, a nice escape. Also, so uh, I'll say all of the above. <laughs> I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.